Hi, I'm Camille. My name's Harini and welcome to this week's episode of the News Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to put out a quick content warning. This episode does mention certain triggering topics like rape and does include quite horrific statistics about reproductive rights throughout history. We also understand that the overturning of Roe v. Wade is a huge deal and also a very sensitive topic to a lot of us. So we only want listeners to tune in if they feel comfortable doing so. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the news podcast. We are so excited to be back and talking to you about so many important issues. We have a whole host of really exciting episodes lined up for you over the next couple of weeks that we can't wait to release to you. Um, Of course we do have to apologise for having taken a bit of a break recently. It's been a mixture of exams, uh, getting COVID and all kinds of other health problems but we hope that you forgive us for the content that we will soon be producing. I'd also like to take this moment to introduce my very good friend, Jessie, who will be talking to us a little bit about the history of abortions in the UK and abroad as the very knowledgeable history student that she is. Hiya, thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to talk about this today. Um, So in more than 20 countries worldwide, abortion is still strictly banned with no extenuating circumstances, and this includes Jamaica and the Philippines. The line becomes slightly more blurry as over 50 countries have not legalised abortion and only allow it under strict medical grounds that are agreed upon by professionals and these medical grounds include things like fetal defects or cases where incest is involved. And this kind of thing takes place in countries such as Costa Rica and South Korea. Some countries also allow abortion on request based on socioeconomic grounds where the woman would be unable to support a child financially and this takes place in countries such as Barbados, for example. These grounds and circumstances, however, still do not give women the right to choose, but instead are picked apart by professionals, and often the final decision does not rest with the woman. Around 45% of abortions are unsafe, 97% of these taking place in developing countries, and on average, there are around 73 million abortions taking place each year worldwide. In 2019, in America alone, 629,898 legal abortions were reported to the CDC. On the topic of America, it's important to talk about Roe v. Wade. Jane Roe was a pseudonym given to the Texas woman named Norma McCorvey, who had wanted to terminate her own pregnancy in 1969. Abortion was legal in Texas at the time, but only when the woman's life was in danger. McCorvey had given birth to two babies before and had given them up for adoption. She was unable to get a private abortion again, as she did not have the funds available, and was referred to two lawyers who were looking to tackle anti-abortion laws, these being Linda Coffey and Sarah Weddington. She became known as Jane Roe in the documents. Henry Wade was the district attorney of Dallas County, and the lawsuit was officially on behalf of McCorvey and all the other women who were or might become pregnant and want to consider all options. Roe v. Wade was officially issued on the 22nd of January 1973 by the Supreme Court, overturning the ban on abortion in Texas and therefore legalising the practice across the US. A key player in this bill was the 14th Amendment, defending a woman's right to privacy, and this extended to her rights over her body. Several states still imposed their own restrictions, even after the court made their ruling, however. What does the overturning of this actually mean in terms of federal law, state law and individual women? So Roe v. Wade in 1973 was the decision that it was, in fact, defended by the Constitution, as Jesse was saying. 
However, we then see in 1992 a second very important case coming about, and that is Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Now, this was contesting Pennsylvania's regulations that in order to have an abortion, you had to have five requirements. Informed consent, spousal notice, parental consent for under-16s, in an medical emergency, and that it was able to be reported to the state. Now, this was then taken to court in order to complain about Pennsylvania having the right to enforce these limitations, because according to Roe versus Wade, all women should have the right to have an abortion. So in the end, these five requirements were limited to three, and Roe versus Wade was upheld. However, by limiting these requirements to it being based on viability of the fetus rather than the specific trimester, and that the life of the woman had to be the state's priority, the third requirement is that after this period of viability, only the state can impose limitations, which means that while it doesn't make it down to the individual abortion clinics, it does mean that the states then speak on behalf of the women. So there are both positives and negatives to the Planned Parenthood versus Casey ruling to uphold Roe versus Wade, however, to hand over power to the states. So what Dobbs v. Jackson, or the Jackson Women's Health Organization bill, which is the 2022 bill that has overturned these, has done, is they're saying that because the word abortion isn't in the Constitution, it isn't a right that we have to protect. However, interestingly, you might have heard in the news, they have pointed out that a lot of what was stated were documents dating back to the 17th century, 15th century, and even the 13th century, which is generally not something that you'd use when citing anything to do with health. But somehow, because it's women's health, (laughs) it kind of flies. Interestingly, they also write that we cannot allow our decisions to be affected by any extraneous influences such as concern about the public's reaction to our work, which is crucial because there have been poll after poll of the American public and their opinions on this, and on average, two-thirds of Americans say that they want to keep the right to abortion and they did not want to overturn Roe versus Wade, which we can also tell by the number of protests that were held before the decision was made. Now, this has also led to a number of trigger laws, and therefore, while overturning Roe v. Wade does not criminalise abortion in the Constitution, because it is now up to the states and is no longer defended by the Constitution, a lot of trigger laws have been introduced because the states now have this power. Now, trigger laws are laws that were waiting for the overturning of Roe v. Wade in order to criminalise abortion for the women living in their state. Now, 12 of these laws were passed just in the weekend after Roe v. Wade was overturned, showing that so many of these states are literally just waiting to pounce. Of these, only three have exceptions in cases of rape or incest. 16 states have vowed to protect abortion rights, however, not only is this significantly less than half of the states in the US, individual doctors, for example in Wisconsin, have decided themselves to stop offering abortions to patients because they no longer have to. It really makes you wonder where this hatred of abortion has come from, though, that so many people are so quick to want it gone as a choice, because no one is making these people have abortions. They are just asking for women to have the choice to make their own decision. Jessie, I mean, can you explain to us maybe a little bit where this hatred of abortions come from? Yeah, of course. So 1803 saw the first British anti-abortion laws, and by 1880, the US was prohibiting abortions in cases other than those necessary to save the life of the woman. However, abortionists did operate with support of the public, and it was very rare that they would be prosecuted by a jury. However, the rise of humanitarian culture throughout the 19th century saw people becoming more opposed to abortion due to its often backstreet methods and therefore high mortality rates. 
They began to mask taking away the woman's right to choose behind concern for her safety. And not only this, anti-abortion was supported by most doctors in this time period as they were anti-midwife and wanted to eliminate them from the work environment as they were seen as interfering. Eugenics also played a big role, especially around the Second World War, as people were scared of population decrease, and this became even more prominent after the Nazi regime and people wanting to control the features of people who were born. This secured further support for the anti-abortion movement. In the 1950s alone, around one million illegal abortions were performed each year in the US, with more than a thousand women dying each year as a result of this. In 1969, 75% of women who died from abortions were women of colour, and most of these abortions taking place were illegal. However, 90% of all legal abortions that year were performed on white patients. Yeah, those anti-abortion stats are shocking. In regard to why people are against abortions today, those reasons are generally religious or based on claims that abortions can lead to depression or cause the fetus pain. The main rebuttal to these wider points about reproductive rights in general are to do with bodily autonomy, as in pro-life arguments are a bid to control women's bodies by restricting choice, or another popular rebuttal, which I've used before even, is to jump straight to the extreme scenarios like what if the fetus is a product of rape? And though this argument is true, we also need to consider that we don't need an extreme scenario to justify abortion. Pro-choice means exactly that. Women get to choose. A woman who already has three children, is financially stable, is medically able to bring a baby into the world, can also get an abortion if she wants to. If we are considering extreme scenarios though, then we have to move past moral arguments and also look at medical scenarios too. And there's many medical conditions under which women may need to get abortions. A situation in which the placenta splits from the uterus, a woman's water breaks very early on in the pregnancy, ectopic pregnancies, which to my understanding is when the egg gets stuck in the fallopian tube, or if there's other medical complications like an infection in the uterus, that leads to a high chance of infection spreading into the bloodstream, causing the woman to become septic. And these are life-threatening, and termination of the pregnancy would in these cases, be encouraged by medical professionals. So reproductive rights are quite literally a matter of life or death. They need to be considered and they need to be upheld. I completely agree. And I also think that we need to emphasise the difference in class and how that will impact women. Because already before the overturning of Roe versus Wade, an average abortion in the US would cost between $600 and $3,000, depending on the term in which the abortion took place. And to give birth in the US, on average, across all of the states, it costs $11,000 to give birth. So not only does the decision to give birth have a lot of consequences financially later, but even just to go to a hospital and therefore have a midwife and do it safely already that poses another threat and another decision to be made. And we can also add in this to the risks that women of colour are taking when continuing to, to birth giving, because of so many cases and reports and complaints about medical racism, where black women or other women of colour are not given the necessary painkillers, are not given the same care by doctors uh, before or after giving birth, which means that, again, because there isn't an even playing field, the conversation is fundamentally flawed when we discuss 
abortions because not everyone has the same access to them. Yes, 100%. There is a greater danger to abortion being a woman of colour, especially a woman of colour who's facing financial insecurity. What was even more shocking to me, disturbing in fact, was the fact that there was a female judge voting to overturn Roe v. Wade. There were four men, but for centuries men have been making decisions regarding women's bodies and that is not justifiable. It's not excusable, but we have been fighting them at every given opportunity. But when the same energy comes from a woman, it just feels like the battle has been lost. I just don't get it. I feel like we're all supposed to be on the same side. She hasn't got to put herself in a woman's shoes because she is a woman. She's voting against her own rights. It doesn't make any sense to me. It feels like betrayal. And it really, really hurts. I completely agree. And honestly, I mean, I can only speculate as to where this kind of behaviour can come from. It seems kind of ironic that we've just done a whole episode on, on women putting down other women and trying to put themselves in their situation. But when it comes to such a powerful decision that they have made, you know, it really it really gets hard to sympathise. But for example, I actually think that the education system and therefore the priorities that we have as adults have something to answer for here. Because I don't know about other people, but certainly a lot of the situations that I've been in, humanities seem to be kind of put down as a soft subject or as an easier subject. But actually, I think this shows the importance of it because it shows a lack of humanity for fellow human beings. I mean, in studying literature or history or any kind of other thing where you have to read a book or have an imagination, you have to put yourself in a situation that you have never experienced and that you may never experience and show that human empathy. And yet it shows that other adults rather than having this empathy, are completely close-minded to experiences that aren't their own, and it has fatal consequences. In response to Roe v Wade, Ohio state legislators have been trying to pass another bill that would criminalise abortion and make it a fourth-degree felony. When one such representative was questioned about a scenario in which a 13-year-old was raped and fell pregnant, she said, rape is an opportunity and that this child in question had an opportunity to make the baby's life as productive as possible. Sorry, what? Rape is an opportunity. It's it's not just tone deaf, it is the most horrible, horrible thing to say. On a more practical note, in terms of what you can do now if you want an abortion, the advice being given is to consult Planned Parenthood, which has state-level information on abortions, information on financial help that you can get, and information, which is crucial, on fake crisis centres in which abortions may be dangerous and unsafe. There are also other ways of getting an abortion, like taking Plan C or another abortion pill, again, so long as these come from a reputable provider. You can get more information at websites like plancpills.org and there's lots of resources and information on the internet about the laws in different states and determining the best options for you. Absolutely. And if anyone is listening to this from a country where abortions are currently illegal, you can also check out the website Women on Waves, which is literally a boat that docks in ports of countries where abortions are restricted or illegal so they can take them to international waters and perform safe abortions by doctors. Alternatively, they also have a website, Women on Web, which allows you to order safe at home abortion pills. Even if that website has been blocked in your country, they have information about safe alternative medication for which abortion is a side effect that won't harm you, but that you can buy over the counter. 
In terms of information, we'd also recommend keeping up to date through the Guttmacher Institute, which seems to be the leading source currently on abortion rights for both BBC and Forbes, both of which have been sources for writing this episode. Interestingly, though, on a YouGov poll, just to sort of end on a high note for anyone out there who's had an abortion or who's simply feeling worried that they are in the minority by thinking that women should have the right to have this, 85% of adults in the UK believed in the right to abortion, which means that only 5% said no and the remainder saying that they were unsure. And these latest stats are from June, July 2022. I think it's interesting as well that gender didn't seem to affect this as much as I thought that it would. So 87% of women said yes and 84% of men said yes. Interestingly, by region as well, us at London are a bit ashamed to say that it actually had the lowest by region in the UK, but that lowest is still 76% saying that unequivocally, yes, women should always have the right to an abortion. If anyone's interested, by a political party as well, the Lib Dems had the highest with 95% saying yes and only 2% saying no, and the Tory Labour divide actually made no difference in this situation. There's also an article in The Guardian from 2014, if anyone's interested in researching that further, showing that men actually consistently came up more in favour of abortions than women, with an average 20% difference between them, speculating that if there were a gender-segregated vote on limiting abortions, the women's chamber would be more in favour than the men's. So we hope that you can see from these statistics that 85% of the UK is in favour of keeping abortions in all situations. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much, Jesse, for coming on and sharing your thoughts and giving us all a little bit more information. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and we hope you listen in on the episodes we've got lined up for you in the following few weeks. If you have enjoyed our content and feel interested in participating, you can send us an email at admin at newslondon.co.uk. We're always looking for people to contribute articles to our blog, which you can find at www.newslondon.co.uk. You can also check out our Instagram at news underscore LDN. That's all from us. This was the News Podcast. <laughs>